3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't
4: visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (laughs) This is a journey into sound.
5: Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day...
6: Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton.
3: Hey, happy Friday, everybody. It's Area 45, Sports Radio 610. How is it going? We are back together. We are full. We are one. We are complete. I am Sean Bajani. He is Patrick Creighton. And Chris Santiago is back. What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm back, baby. You awake? i back. Yeah, you I'm were stuffing your face
0: back there for about 30 40 minutes <laughs> I had two slices of pizza and now I'm eating some uh barbecue chips there you shout go. out to uh, PC appreciate the pizza man I was
3: gonna say uh now I was gonna I'm gonna ask you where the pizza was from once again because you keep you keep saying the name and I can't rem- remember it
6: all it's, right so today we got the pizza from Solario
3: Solario bam and the other day it was kalina's yes uh which was really really good Solario hey 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 a little competition it's pretty good. Um, another pizza place in the area. So tip of the cap to those guys for taking care of us. I think and we're
6: gonna have to do a a YouTube podcast where we go around to a different pizzeria every week. I'm down and do like a pizza review just just here in the city of Houston. Um, just and 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 give back to the people who need to know where to get the pizza.
3: I I love it. I love it. Uh, we, we could maybe uh, get a segment and have one of those uh, fine establishments uh, sponsor it. <laughs> uh, we can maybe call it cold pizza. I don't know. Something like that. That
6: sounds like a really bad ESPN2 show. Oh, wait.
3: Oh, crap. It was, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> don't. All right. Well, we'll think of something else. Uh, but yeah, a fine idea and uh, really good pizza again tonight. If you'd like to be a part of the show, 713 572 4610. 572 4610. Get in. You can call. Bam. Phone lines are wide open. You can text. Boop, 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 boop. That was me. That was not the sounder uh, that time. I need to drop. I need to drop. Yeah. Or you could tweet. That was supposed to be the whoosh. Uh, at Pete Creighton, the number one at Sean Bajani for myself. And, uh, what else? Uh, you can Twitch and YouTube watch us on TV. Boop, 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 boop. Um, how are you want to hit us up, man? Be a part of the show. Vandy said, we're going to cover it all. Everything that happened today. Well, yes, that is true. And you know who, uh, helped me do that earlier today on in the loop as I was hosting with uh, Adam Spillane from 10 to 2 for Landry Locker, John Lopez right here on Sports Radio 610, was our good friend Cody Stutz. He was live out at the uh, Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, had a lot of really good nuggets um, for us today. He's been doing a kick-ass job. Uh, make sure you give him a follow, Houston football, and on YouTube. Cody found his calling. He did. He did. He absolutely 110% did. Uh, a guy that lives, eats, breathes. Uh, absolutely loves football. Uh, he's got to be in absolute heaven right now. He's kicking ass, man. He's got the the list of formal meetings, informal meetings, um, supposedly upcoming meetings for all of the guys. You can check his Twitter line. I've been having a lot of trouble keeping up. Uh, but I asked him about a lot of those guys earlier today, and uh, he talked a lot about wide receivers today. And the impetus of that question was, man, You know, is there anything you can kind of take from uh, who the Texans have talked with, who who you've heard they've been looking at, most interested in? Look, if you go by the list of like who they'd met with, it's pretty much all cornerbacks. But he started talking about wide receivers today like they were just uh, about to go out of style. Dudes like uh, Xavier Worthy from Texas, Keon Coleman from FSU, uh, Troy Franklin from Oregon. Brian Thomas from South Carolina, just on it. Lad McConkie. When he said Lad McConkie, I was like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. You talk about
6: a little uh, football excited there, buddy. Um, What do we call that? When he said Lad McConkie, did you hear Seth Payne inside your head say deceptively fast? Deceptively
3: fast. No, but Cody pretty much said that. (laughs) Uh, You know the coolest thing that Cody said about Lad McConkie was? He might be this year's Tank Dell.
6: I heard that spot with you guys. I actually heard that spot with you
3: guys. I got very excited at that point in time, but then I got very depressed because I was like, ah, ain't no way he's going to be. You know, it's funny. Somebody's going to be there at number 23 for the Texans. There's a lot of guys where you would say, ah, ain't no way they're going to be there at 23 for the Texans. Well, there's only 22 guys that could go before you.
6: Somebody's going to fall. and Ain't no way DeAndre Hopkins is going to be there. Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> How about that? There you go. By the way, if you guys want to know, I mean, think about this. Right?
3: Same thing last year. No way, Tink Dell's going to be there for you in the second round. Oh, wait a minute.
6: Third round. Third round. Yeah. Uh, Sean did the show last night to ten o'clock. Then he was back for ten a to two p. And now he's back again for seven to ten. If you guys ever wanted to know what uh like direct caffeine injection into the veins does to Sean Bajani. Tonight. You're going to see it. You're going to see what just extreme caffeination does to Sean. Possibly.
3: It might kick in. It might already be kicked in. If you think I'm talking too fast, you just let me know. Sometimes I think I'm talking fast, but it seems
6: like I'm talking really slow. I just can't tell. Hey,
0: hey, hey, hey. slow it down. Slow it down.
6: (laughs) So this is what Sean sounds like when he's talking right now. This is exactly him right now. But this is what he hears in his head. Hey, this is what? We're hearing on the Texans drive. Am I talking really fast? No, you're fine. Are you're, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're okay. good. Okay. Yeah. I- <laughs> you're not talking any faster than I usually talk, but okay. I mean, for you, that's probably like, whoa! Like Normally, you're at like 33 and a third. Today, you're at 78. Really? <laughs>
3: Damn. Now I need to step my game up. because. you?
6: You need a little insert. I don't feel like I'm have any, i any different, but
3: I have had a lot of coffee You today. blew right
6: past 45 to 78. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot of coffee, had a lot of pizza. Everybody under the age of 35 has no idea what I'm talking about, which is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, there's at
3: least one of those moments in every one of our shows.
6: Where I say something nobody under 35 has a clue what the hell I'm talking about? Yeah, but then maybe not I'm surprised there's only one moment like that. That's probably like three or four. Well, yeah,
3: I said at least one. <laughs> <laughs> at least one for sure. Um, did you happen to hear uh, Nico Collins' uh, news today? Ooh. Maybe not news, What? but a really good soundbite. Chris, do you yeah. have this soundbite pulled up? Um, he was on a uh, podcast recently. On a network that I didn't know existed, but I'm about to be a member of this network, so I should probably try to figure that one out. Fubo Sports Network, familiar with that? Uh podcast called Airing It Out. Nico Collins detailing his mindset right now on the possibility of a contract extension with the Texans.
5: Man, to be honest, I haven't really even talked to my agent about it. I mean, I kind of know um, that like, it's my end of my third. You know what I'm saying? I'm out for you know, a free agency, but... In my head, man, I'm like, I'm locked in to where I, I feel like I, I need another year to prove to everybody what I can do, you know, because I miss, I feel like, really, the first two years I had was due to injuries. I feel like that wasn't my best me, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like after this year, kind of like, all right, just show them a little bit, boom. And I feel like this year, just I feel like it's going to be a little better year, man, just just mentally, uh, physically, I uh, know what to expect, I'm um, learning, getting better, growing throughout the, throughout the year. Um, just learning the game better and you know? but you know if it comes come early it come early you know but I feel like my mind says just just go ball and just let it play out uh, play out
3: two big things right there two big things and I'll go in reverse order did you catch that last part guys? If it comes early, it comes early. Talking about the contract extension.
6: That sounds like a personal problem that most guys don't want to deal with.
3: Hey, but you know what? If you can if you can just get the job done, right? You know?
6: There's a doctor who takes care of that. <laughs>
3: just get the job done. Don't doesn't matter if early. it takes two minutes, doesn't matter if it takes three years in the case of Nico. Do you suffer from P E? <laughs> or or it might take a little longer. Do you hope it takes a little longer, or do you hope it happens now? Because one, is much more cost-effective for your Houston Texans. Uh, The second thing, when he said this, quote, In my head, I'm locked into where I feel like I need another year to prove to everybody what I can do. You know, because the first two years I had due to injury, that wasn't my best me. That was my favorite part. This dude, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say how this makes me feel. And I I don't know any other way to say it other than I feel like this is endearing and kind of he's making himself very relatable to, I think, how the bulk of Texan fans feel about his particular situation. You're going from a guy who, if you're being honest, you were out on before this past season. You didn't think he was legit, you thought he sucked, you thought he wasn't a number one wide receiver. He played on a crappy team with a crappy quarterback and a crappy offense, and he wasn't going to be any good. And then he played with competent people and a really good rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. And now we're talking about this guy being a legitimate number 1 wide receiver and being in line for a pretty big bag. And he's saying, you know what? I agree with you guys. I need to show more. I need to do it again. I need to prove to not just myself but to you that – I'm I'm legit. He is betting on himself. He's saying, I could get the bag now, but you know what? Nah. Not only did I double, triple, and even in some cases quadruple my level of production this past season from my previous two years, but I could do it again, and I could even be better.
6: I feel like we heard the same thing for different reasons. I, I heard, hey, you know what? I don't need to go get it right now Mm -hmm. because I've got another year in front of me Mm -hmm. where I'm going to go out, kick ass, and I'm going to go get me a bag. But what I hear in that is I'm not trying to sign this year because I know if I sign this year, I'm signing for a discount. Mm -hmm. At the end of next year, I'm getting the full boat. Yeah. I heard a guy who's very smart about his negotiation tactics. Yeah, betting on himself, as Mm -hmm. you said. But not so much the, I want to prove to all of you as much as, I know I'm getting an extra five mil a year if I wait one more season. Yeah, no, don't misconstru- I
3: didn't mean to couch it that way necessarily, but I think for people- You know, for Texan fans that...
6: No, I think a lot of fans hear it the way that that you explained it. I think a lot of fans hear it that way. This is a guy who wants to prove himself before, you know, he he feels like, hey, my first two years weren't what I wanted. Last year is more of what I wanted. I can be better. Let me show you how I can be better, like, on being a team guy.
3: Well, but he's not saying, let me show you. He's, I need to prove something to myself. Like, he said it right here, you know... I need another year to prove to everybody what I can do. Okay, so to prove to everybody. Well, everybody, I don't know that that necessarily means fans, but everybody in terms of my organization. Um, that's that's kind of what I think he's talking about, and I think you hit the nail on the head from a business sense. This is, this is very calculated, I think. Uh, Nico's a very smart guy. There's a reason why during the course of the season, as available as he makes himself to the media, uh, which we're all very thankful of and enjoy talking to him. There's a reason why he didn't say a whole lot during the season. he make himself available, but he's, he's very smart. good at saying nothing and keeping it close to the vest like everybody else over there on Kirby. But this is saying a lot, and I think it's exactly how you interpreted it. Um, I'm just saying I think when fans hear that, they feel a little validated in their feeling. Absolutely. Like, you know Absolutely what? Absolutely agree. They we do need to see more. And if he needs to see more, yeah, we need to see more again, because while it's not our money, we'd love to sign this guy to a massive extension. Um, we don't want to be too crazy because well, what's happening throughout the course of the NFL right now with some really good teams, Patrick, um, is you've got two. Three, four dudes making 15, 17, 20 million per year. I don't know, that play for teams like the Miami Dolphins, like the Kansas City Chiefs, like the Baltimore Ravens, like the San Francisco 49ers,
6: all really good teams. Can you keep all those guys all the time? If I can Gordon Gecko here for a minute, Mm -hmm. greed is good. Greed is a motivating factor. When guys were are motivated by greed, because hey, I want to go get the biggest possible fat-ass contract that I could get, so I'm going to ball like a mofo. That is great for production. Those guys are going out to ball like a you-know-what because, hey, they want, the, they want the money. They're greedy. I want all my guys to be greedy because that means they are doing everything they can to perform at a maximum level. Mm-hmm. And if they fail, well, they don't get squat. They know that. It's a performance business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you know they say, how many times you've heard the phrase like "pay to play"? Well, it, it's a performance, business, so it's kind of like play to get paid. Yeah, and if you perform, you get a bag, and if you don't perform, you get a different bag. One's full of money, and one's filled with God bless America.
3: <laughs> well played. Uh, you know the other thing that really stood out to me now that I think about it is. When he's talking about needing to prove to everybody, you know, that he could do it again before he'd said that, he's like, you know, the first two years, that wasn't my best me. Why? You remember what he said? Injury. In- injury. He didn't talk about playing with a bad quarterback.
6: He didn't blame the coaching, not the bad scheme, the bad quarterback. Yeah. He didn't blame any of that. Right. He it- just said, I was hurt. And I I think
3: that in and of itself along with everything else that you know we're interpreting here with what he'd said is again endearing and look what what really is important, what we've experienced almost overnight dude with this Texans team that stripped its fandom, I think from the fan base, uh, neglected them, um, you know, put them in a very dark place over the course of the last three years. I mean, they have just risen up, you know, and, and become immediately not just relevant, but exciting, um, likable, respectable, watchable, uh, all of the above. That's something that we are not getting from another team in town right now, the Houston Rockets, that we're supposed to be on the same sort of trajectory and path that the Texans are on. That's not the case. Clearly, with the Rockets right now, they the hit a little bit of a, a have snag. renovated the house. They
6: have the Rockets. Well, their contractor bailed on them halfway through, and now they need to find a new contract.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. And what do you do when the contract bails on you? You say, you know what, I can do it on the cheap. Let's roll up the That's sleeves. That's Never a good idea. Let's get to work. You know, I can take care of this. I can pull up a YouTube video, and I can do some drywall and sheetrock and. You know, I can do some of this carpentry work.
6: I can try to use a hot glue gun and wind up in the hospital with carpet stuck to my hair. A hot glue gun, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, uh, you know. So, I, I, hey, real quick here before we get to the break. Yeah, uh, we got a, we got, we got a text that I want to share with you. Oh, is it gonna be? I was gonna read the same one. I think. Uh, usually I only get to listen yep. to you guys in pieces, but fired up that I have at least an hour, maybe more, to tune in. I feel going forward. That I'm going to be a consistent listener and texter, so I should have a name. I shall, from here on out, refer to myself as Coach T from the 713.
3: I love it. That's money. Coach T from the 713. Appreciate Lock it in. you.
6: Coach T!
3: Appreciate you. Tell your friends and uh, don't just check us out, man, but uh, keep it on 610 all day long. We got great shows you know, every single day on Sports Radio 610.
6: Our buddy Irwin remembers the. God bless America, what that means. We did a whole thing yesterday on how God bless America basically means GFY. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whenever you hear God bless America on this show, it basically means GFY.
3: Irwin, by the way, uh, if it's the same Irwin, and I would presume that it is, hooked me up with a uh, complete box set of all of the seasons for The Sopranos, in which he's mailing here.
6: Oh, we'll have more on that. Yeah. In about... Four minutes. <laughs> oh, is that coming up? <laughs> coming up next. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is. Damn. All right. And uh, another shout-out to Irwin. All right. So, he's Chris Santiago, Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. Three of us are back together. It's Area 45. Coming up next, um, we're going to write a wrong and uh, give you even the latest results of a uh, poll question that one Patrick Creighton started last night that I have since benefited from. And I will say thank you
1: once again next at Sports Radio 610
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
6: Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. All
3: right, I'm Sean Bajani. He is Patrick Creighton. Chris Santiago back producing. It's Area 45, 713-572-4610. Confirmation, uh, it is the same Irwin texting us this evening. Appreciate you, my man. Listener all day long. How about that? Look at the loyalty there. Um, Sending me a complete box set, Chris. How about that? Um, So be on the lookout for that next week. It should come in the mail. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got to have it because... It's not available on Netflix. It's the only way that I could be able to watch it without, uh, I guess, getting a additional subscription to something. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, which is why I never watched it back in the day, because it was on HBO along with Game of Thrones, you know.
6: Got another text. This one from Steven. Uh, count me as a fan that will listen consistently as well. So glad y'all got this show going. Regularly driving home from work or walking the dog. When I get home without anything great to listen to, y'all show gives me life in the evening.
3: Hey, look at that from the two eight one. Appreciate you, my man. Fucking the dog. Cheers. The dog. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so I just had this pulled up. My bad. Uh, we did a poll last night, or rather, you did, PC. I did a poll because you were shaming me at the time, having not been able to watch uh, the Sopranos or Game of Thrones, and during the break, conveniently, what? You you didn't know this because you weren't with us last night. Yeah, wait,
0: you haven't watched The Sopranos or Game of Thrones? I've never
3: seen a millisecond of it. No. Wow. Because like I said it was on HBO premium channel. I couldn't afford it back in the day and I I just I I've had three shows my entire life. Rescue Me, Breaking Bad, and Better Call Saul. During the break after he shamed me for not ever watching uh Game of Thrones or Sopranos, He admits that he's never watched a millisecond of Breaking Bad or BCS. What? So I told him, I was like, hold on, bro. You can't shame me for not having watched something on a premium channel when you haven't watched something that literally anybody with a basic cable deal can watch and should have watched and, by the way, has watched because it's one of the most watched combo TV series of all time on cable television.
6: So he put out a poll. I said, which of these is the more unforgivable TV sin? Never seeing The Sopranos or Game of Thrones, or never seeing Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Or? Or you live in a cave and you've never seen any of them. (laughs) Uh, 52.5% said not seeing The Sopranos or Game of Thrones. 31.7% said Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. And 15.9% live in a cave. <laughs> By the way, the standard go. troll answer for me is I live in a cave. Uh, of course. That's going to be on like every poll. <laughs> that's going to be like one of the answers is I live in a cave. <laughs> so the benefit here, Sean, you know, who is not a 26-year-old woman trying to put herself through law school, benefiting from the poll here. As uh, you're getting gifted a Sopranos box set. Yeah,
3: thank you, Erwin.
6: From our man, Uh, Erwin. All six seasons, 86 episodes. I mean, he
3: was like Johnny on the spot. I don't know if you were listening earlier, Chris, but while I was doing the show with Spo, this came up uh, somehow. I guess I think I'd reference the poll, and I wanted to poll Adam and Figgy at the time on what they thought if I should have been properly – if I was properly shamed – or not.
6: I feel like Figgy's hasn't watched any of these. Uh,
3: Figgy, I think, no, Figgy has watched Sopranos. He has not watched Game of Thrones, but he has watched both Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Uh, Game of Thrones, like me, to Figgy, didn't really do anything for him, especially with the sci-fi dragon thing. Um, Spo was, just piling on because that's what Spo does. Uh, I'm you know. disappointed, man. In me? Yeah. God bless you. You too. Uh,
0: actually, I'm also disappointed in you, PC. You haven't seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul.
6: I haven't. And honestly, like there were up until pandemic, there was very little non-sports programming that I watched. Mm-hmm. The Sopranos was one. Game of Thrones was another. Um, other than that, I could tell you, I watched Law and Order and I watched NCIS.
3: Law and Order's good.
6: Like that was it. That was it. You still watch Law and
3: Order too? Yeah, of
6: course. <laughs> Only once uh once pandemic hit and there were no more sports, did I now have to find alternate things to watch. Mm-hmm. Where I started watching all kinds. I watched the boys. Um I, I watched uh Jack Ryan. Uh I, I watched so many shows. that I watched that stupid Tiger King thing that made me... That Everybody st- did. Dude, I lost yeah. five million brain cells watching that <laughs> idiocy. I, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, you're
3: probably accurate. We all got dumber because we watched Tiger King longer than listening to the 15-second clip of that idiot from Texas Tech yesterday talking about how he doesn't believe in space um the final the, frontier Tyler Owens is the individual's name whom I think we might hear from later <laughs> probably gonna have some fun with that but these are the voyages uh these
6: starship stupid ass
3: you guys tell me if you think this is a good idea uh from the 346 I think y'all need to watch Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad one episode per week and have a segment where you talk about it it would be awesome hearing y'all dissect those shows after watching them for the first time I'm trying to figure out if that's a good idea just given the fact that Breaking Bad began in 2008 and it's 2024. You know what's crazy? I'm rewatching it. I'm already on season 5. Why are you rewatching it? Just just cuz. Have you you've seen
0: all of uh, seen Better all, Call Saul? I've seen all of it. Yep. Okay. So so actually I saw Better Call Saul and then I guess I, I jumped back into Breaking Bad just so I can Here's
3: how pieces. into it I am or was. I caught Breaking Bad a season late. When I caught up, before every new season would start, I'd go back and watch it from the beginning to see if I could catch anything. That's how into it I was. So, if there was there was really five and a half seasons of Breaking Bad, that means I watched it eleven times, right? If there was, and I think it was six seasons of Better Call Saul, that means I watched it twelve times. When Better Call Saul started the very first season, I went back and I watched all of Breaking Bad just to catch up because there was like a two year gap between those series. And I am I was such a dork, man. I was like, I need to do a podcast on this. Like <laughs> you so, know, people need to know my feelings about
6: this. And t- so Alex Gabario
3: t- t- and myself ended up doing like a podcast one night.
6: Talking about breaking bad. Well, yeah, Saul.
3: we it lasted once. We got it out of our system and it was over
6: t said he's uh, in the middle of his first Breaking Bad rewatch.
3: His first Breaking Bad rewatch.
6: Yeah. So, all right. So, you were, we were talking off air about bets and how mm-hmm. long it takes to watch things. So, you're going to have your Sopranos box set ideally by Monday.
5: Yeah. That's what Irwin says. Yep. There's
6: 86 episodes.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: There's only 62 episodes of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But I cannot watch this with the boss. Why? She will not watch it. Why? Not her thing. Yeah? That that will not be... Okay, well, you're going to... She up... didn't want
3: to watch... She'd watch Sopranos. But you do the same thing I'm going to do. Like, you go home, your wife's asleep. I go home, my wife's usually asleep or about to go to sleep. And you get the TV for a couple of three hours. You get to watch it by yourself. So,
6: you had said you wanted to have the Sopranos watched by the draft. That's how the draft comes around. You want to have the whole soprano. I think
3: off. I can do it. Yeah. Because I, I'll get home generally around 11 ish and I stay up till about two. So that's going to get me at least three episodes in every night. And it's 86 episodes. Yeah. So let's just say 15 a week, I average. Draft is April 25th. Yeah. So uh, I can't
6: watch that many during the week. Because that's easy. I, I can't be up till two o'clock during the week. I. Have to be here too early in the morning.
3: Ah, you know? uh, but it—you're it, going to be so jacked up from having watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, dude. I'm telling you, like it's that is just like. Um, so I'm going
6: to have a little bit juice. Less, I'm going to have a little less time for viewing. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to watch The Sopranos by the draft, mm-hmm. then I have to watch Breaking Bad by the draft.
3: You can do it easy. Trust me. It's good, man. Yeah, it's It's great. It's not about is it
6: great or not. It's just about how much time do I legitimately have.
3: You find time because I promise you it is a slow starter. Breaking Bad, I'd Mm -hmm. say, picks up. it's going to take you about three to four episodes before you're like, holy crap, no way. And then when you're in, you're in. You're going to binge. You're going to watch like four shows in a row, four episodes in a row. It's going to be easy. And I already know I'm going to be the same way with The Sopranos. I'm a mob movie documentary nutcase. Like, I love that stuff. So we have
6: our our TV viewing outlined for us. Regardless of everything else we watch, Sean's going to finish The Sopranos by the draft. I'm going to finish Breaking Bad. I've never watched a, a single episode of Breaking Bad. I'm going to watch that by the draft.
3: All right, let's do it are we gonna te- are we gonna have a segment devoted to this we have to you know what I I don't know a, if, a weekly update I think a weekly update a weekly is update. enough if we did something every night people would think like damn how far does the rewind button go on the Odyssey app like what is this
6: 2011t <laughs> mill says know? he also has the box set for the sopranos
3: yeah I just read that uh tweet thanks T mill i I'm, look I'm gonna do irwin a solid I did not know that was the case he Tyler literally lives like I could hit a golf ball to his house. Um, he lives like a, on the rich people side of my neighborhood. I live on the poor people side of my neighborhood. He could swing by any time. However, he's, how long has T-Mill worked here? Like what, three, four years? You know how many beers I've had with three, this guy? He's he's
0: saying three. That's what he's saying, three years.
3: He's been here three years?
0: So yeah, somewhat three, three to four years. You know how many beers
3: I've had with T-Mill? Like I mean, Three? At each, Zero. What? <laughs> I don't see the guy. You know why? Because he stays out till 2 o'clock in the morning every single night. <laughs> like, partying it up while I'm at the casa with my kiddo. It's like, come on, bro.
6: So, apparently, you both need to get the poll to work for you. <laughs>
3: yeah. A little bit. A little bit. All right. So, we'll do that. Weekly update whenever we... What do you we...
6: think the chances of T-Mill being a, a pole guy are? You think you think he's somebody who uh, there's, there's poles in his life?
3: Are there polls in his life? Um, Hmm. No. No polls in his life? No polls in his life. No. I think we're talking about the same thing. Would that be the answer that you were expecting? Is he a supporter of single moms? Uh, Hmm.
6: And future law students?
3: Oh, yes. (laughs) There's polls in his life. There is.
6: (laughs) C-Sex, are you a supporter of single moms and future law students? Oh, (laughs) The best answer. Um. (laughs) No comment. That was the best answer. Mark that one down as yes, like everybody else. That's like, um... My girl's dad listens to this show. And <laughs> yeah, who did we get on that the other night? Uh, oh, Lil B. Lil B. Yeah, we got
3: Lil B on that. Yeah, my dad's listening. I can't really. My, my, the, the my, girl, my, my future father in law is listening potentially. The, I can't really say The father of the anything. girl
6: I'm dating, he <laughs> listens to this station, so I'm going to say no.
3: 713 <laughs> <laughs> is how you can get in, be a part of the show. 572 call or text. Tweet at us at P. the number one at Sean Bajani. Uh, you can hit us up that way as well as Twitch and YouTube. Coming up next, which of these would you prefer? A little game of would you rather via the NFL Combine. That's next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over
6: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Live from the Twin Peak Studios, Sport Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton.
3: All right, here we go. Sean Bajani, Patrick Creighton, that is us. He is PC. I am Shawnee B. Chris Santiago producing. Be a part of the show. 713-572-4610. little time uh, for would you prefer or as PC told me during the break, we could play a game of Ass or not ass? Um, your
6: your rant, The very first time we played that, your answer was great. Just the the way that you would inf- put the voice inflection is a, ass
4: ass. Yes,
3: that was a lot of fun. Big um, ol' ass. If you could recall the show that we did that, I would prefer that Chris Santiago just like pull the clips of those, so I don't have to do the voice every time. <laughs> Uh, especially after doing four hours of radio previously today, because I'm about spent.
6: Cottage cheese ass. <laughs> That's a huge ass. <laughs> All right, so you found a couple of mock drafts, did you? I did. All right. Courtesy of our friends at the C and the B and the S. Uh, we had a few. The mocks. S, not the ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. what depends on how you feel about these things, whether they are ass. So found three mock drafts all from from CBS and they all had somebody different being mocked to the Texans of course so Ryan Wilson of CBS at 23 Chop Robinson edge rusher from Penn State yeah uh Chris Drapasso at 23 I. Mitchell, wide receiver, Texas. Garrett Podell, of the C and the B and the S. At the twenty-three. Cornerback Cooper DeGene, of Iowa.
3: Hmm. Um. Okay. So you got an edge rusher,
6: yeah. Wide receiver, and a corner.
3: I've got one quick question for you, and I'm not, I'm not, um, this is a real question. I'm not trying to be an ass. Um,
6: ass.
3: <laughs> is Cooper DeGene a white guy? Um, I looked at his picture right now. Maybe? I, it's an important question.
6: Possible he has whiteness? I and mean, he did go to Iowa.
3: I'm just asking, and you know why I'm asking. White corner? Yeah. Yeah, he is white. Oh, he is white. Yeah. Is. Guaranteed. Okay. Because it's a small picture that I pulled up, and my computer's not loading to pull up the full picture. But this,
6: this sounds racist.
3: Well, you tell me the last time there's been a starting white cornerback in the NFL. You tell me right now.
6: Jason Seahorn.
3: How long ago was that, my friend?
6: Until uh, he ripped his knee up in a preseason game returning a punt.
3: How long ago was that, my friend? <laughs> I lived in New York. Jason Seahorn. like twenty years ago, maybe more than that. So, can we cancel one of those out right now?
6: It feels very racist. Cooper that's DeGene. Like, that's like saying. Ass. That's like saying we can't take C.J. Stroud because he went to Ohio State. No, it's not. That's that's very racist.
3: No, it is not racist at all. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, the Kevin
6: Cashavarn. Fact- was the last oh. white cornerback to start an NFL game in 2003.
3: Yeah, was that the first game that he'd started as well?
6: No, no, it was, he he played for 3 years before he moved to safety.
3: He started for 3 years?
6: Uh yes. And then uh in May in March of 2003, the Giants actually released Jason Seahorn due to his uh his knee injury and when he returned uh he signed with the St. Louis Rams. But he was playing safety.
3: I'm just saying, man. I, You know, the odds are not in favor. Why are you having a difficult time with this, Chris? <laughs> I don't understand. That's messed up, man. If he could play, he could play. But <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, the odds are not in, in his favor. Like, I don't know if I want to explore this situation. The odds are ever in your favor. <laughs> At 23. I mean, you talked to... Hey, let me pull the list up for you. You've talked to... 23 guys reported, and this Cooper DeGene fella, you know, the Texans don't have him on their list. And they've talked to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight corners that I've seen reported via social media the last two days, and he is not on that list. I wonder why he's not on that list. You know, there are guys that you can envision and that you would like to spend some time with rather than, uh, you know, just, you got to make use of your time. You so, only have so many meetings you can have. yesterday I'm just saying, like, can we cancel this guy out right yesterday
6: now? Yesterday in The Athletic, there's a clip on Cooper DeGene. And it says, DeGene returned three interceptions for touchdowns in 2022 and two, officially one, punt returns for scores last fall. He's also white. Who wrote this? This is the athletic. The athletic. It's like he's also white. No white player has started a corner since Jason Seahorn, December 22nd, 2002. So, the same time as that other guy with the name I couldn't pronounce. Um, so, yes, it'd be the first time in 22 years a white corner could potentially start. Okay. I don't know that I want to touch. First of all, he's a corner.
3: You're going to take a corner at 23 overall versus a young edge rusher that might be NFL ready. Um, a wide receiver, I mean, those well, are... What if he wasn't white? What if he wasn't white? Yeah. Well, then the odds would be in his favor. So... It is a crapshoot. Nick Casario and every GM, everybody out there that is a draft analyst expert, like, it, they will tell you the same thing. It is a crapshoot. And that's why I say, like, the odds would be more in his favor. If he would...
6: was from, like, Sri Lanka, the odds would be better in his favor.
3: He would be the first... Uh, Sri Lankan <laughs> NFL starting cornerback in history the odds would not be in his favor um now you're kind of stretching it you know remember the conversation that we had last night or a couple of nights ago about uh minority coaches
6: so if he was from the Wuhan district of China
3: then he would be the first Wuhanian
6: <laughs> starting cornerback and he'd have a better shot than being a white guy <laughs> yes I get No,
3: he would have the same shot. Because he'd be smarter. The odds would not be in his favor. Maybe I would have him as some sort of a football analyst, defensive analyst. Um, in all
6: seriousness, I, I I wanted to ask that question. So I, you're saying the guy who came from China, he would definitely be on the analytics, not the analytics.
3: Analytics, correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct. And I'm just saying, can we cancel him out? We're going to As hell. an option. <laughs>
6: Straight to hell. <laughs>
3: All right, so the other two, I think those
6: are legitimate guys. Chop Robinson. White corner, no. That's ass. Ass. That's ass. Yes. Okay, so uh, Chop Robinson from Penn State, uh, Adonai Mitchell from Texas.
3: Chop Robinson, I believe, was the first guy that the Texans formally met with um, this week. And look, great school, great season. Hell of a player. Um, I think, you know, you heard right away from the initial reports upon the meeting and the details of the uh meeting when he met with the media that look they, there was a vibe there between him, D'Amico Ryan's. He talked about it. Um, that's intriguing. I kind of look at him though as kind of like Byron Thomas, you know, from UT. I Cody Stutz told us earlier today on In the Loop, he doesn't think those guys are available at 23 for the Texans. But if they get close, specifically with Byron Thomas, like if he's sitting there at 18, 20, the Texans damn sure ought to think about moving up and, and seeing what you got to do to yeah, get him. Yeah, we talked
6: about him yesterday because a lot of, uh, like Charlie I think, had him mocked like 11.
3: Yeah. I was like, if that guy's at yeah, like 18,
6: right. 19, do you trade up and say, hey, I'm going to go get my dude? But see, you know,
3: this is what I want to do. I'm going to I'm gonna sit down over the weekend. I'm going to look at some of these mock drafts, some of the more reputable ones, because everybody has mock drafts, right? And I'd be interested if you guys did this as well. Maybe we could sit down early next week and do this for the show. How many times are you going to hear over the course of the next month and a half? Ah, that guy's probably not going to be there. Somebody's got to be there. Only 22 players are going to be able to be picked before you, and my guess is... Three of them are going to be corner quarterbacks, excuse me, quarterbacks. Um, you've got receivers, pass rushers, linebackers, offensive linemen. There's always a couple of offensive linemen that are picked early in the first round. I, somebody's, somebody's going to be there. You go back and look, there was a run of like five wide receivers last year from like 19 to, uh, what, 23, I believe it was all pretty damn good, from Jackson Smith and Jigba to Addison to uh, Zay, Zay Flowers, mm-hmm. who I think went 21, 22, whatever it was. It yeah. went, like, back to back to
6: back. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So here are the NFL.com uh, pro- draft profiles for these guys. So for Chop Robinson, his prospect grade is a 6.7, which means year one starter. Mm-hmm.
3: What's, the, what's the scale on that for people so they know, uh, like,
6: Usually, if you're like high sevens, you're like future all pro.
3: Okay, if you're if you're above a five, is that like starting tier? I think you get like above
6: like six three. Okay, so six foot three, two hundred fifty four pounds, thirty two and a half inch arms, nine and an eighth hands. So if he was a quarterback, he'd have small hands, mm. even though he's six three. Mm. He uh, his production score from last year was. 13th, but his athleticism was third.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Ran a 448 40 at 6'3 and 254 pounds.
3: Yeah, buddy. There you go.
6: So there's a motor. Um his NFL comp, according to NFL.com, mm-hmm. is Micah Parsons. Beautiful.
3: Didn't you say Byron Thomas's comp was uh TJ Watt? TJ Watt. Yeah.
6: <laughs> All right. Love it. Uh Adonai Mitchell, 6'4", 196. Yes, sir. Prospect grade 637 will eventually be a plus starter. Mm -hmm. Production score was 17th. Athleticism is estimated because they haven't done it yet. Total score is 75. His comp is George Pickens.
5: Hmm.
6: I mean, I... (sighs) One of those names, one of those comps is much sexier than the other.
3: Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> uh, you know, the comps, it's about as good as uh, slotting a guy in your Mach one draft where you think they're gonna go. Probably not gonna hold much water. Uh don't really care about that. You watch the Donai Mitchell play, you like the size, you like the speed, you like the hands, he gets the ability to make behind the defense. Yep, you like the ability to make athletic plays. Catches, it's one of those guys, you throw it up, he's gonna go get it.
6: Um He did have a lot of plays this year where he adjusted in route, mm-hmm. which is difficult. To adjust in right, sometimes adjusting in route twice, uh one to track the ball, one to avoid defenders. He made things happen. Mm-hmm. All right, there were passes thrown up, uh, whether it's by Murphy or Ewers that uh were were big completions because of Mitchell. You know um you know who flashed a little bit of that that's kind of a comparable
3: of size for the Houston Texans this year Nico Collins.
6: Uh did a lot of that.
3: Do you remember do you remember that one play in particular uh towards the uh latter portion of the regular season where he runs a deep post route and that ball is he thinks it's it's going to track over his right shoulder and he has to double back and turn around and flip his body and catch it over his left shoulder. You remember that deep ball from C.J. Stroud? That was one of the best catches that Nico Collins made. But to have that size, that speed, that nose for the football, but the athletic ability to kind of you know, stay on track, not lose speed, and make that catch in stride as he did. I mean, that's, that's a hard, hard thing to find when you have – I mean, that's almost like having a a five-tool player in baseball. You can hit, run, throw, hit for power. You know, steel bases, the whole thing. Kyle Tucker, if you will, a guy kind of like that. Um, That's impressive. Is, is he going to be one of those guys that we're saying, well, I don't know if he's going to be there at 23? And would the Texans be interested in taking a wide receiver at 23 if, in fact, he's the best available at his particular position? That is ultimately the question.
6: You want the draft profile from Nico Collins?
3: Yeah, give it to me.
6: Six four, two fifteen, thirty-four and an eighth inch arms, nine and three-eighths hand. So average size hand for an NFL player, but long arms. 628 prospect grade will eventually be average starter. I can't wait to hear the comp. Oh, the comp is horrible. There we go. The comp is Nikhil Harry. <laughs> there you go. I mean, this the comp is absolutely awful.
3: I'd love to go back and see the uh, Nikhil Harry draft profile and see who his comp was going to be. You know, you go down a vicious wormhole. Seven one three five seven two four six ten five seven two four six ten. You want to be a part of the show? Um, we can we can continue to talk a little bit about this. I, I think throughout the course of the show, uh, I'm not done with this yet because I don't know that I necessarily got you guys on board with. Um, <laughs> the day situation and i don't know that we necessarily decided on what position we'd like to see the texans go after what that you hate white people yeah we I, figured that part out i'm just i'm we're talking from a strictly football standpoint of view here and
6: historically speaking the white corner has not necessarily worked out honky hating sean bajani <laughs> good lord <laughs> uh by the way Nikhil harry's comp was alan robinson Goodness gracious. You missed again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, coming up next, let's get to some baseball, man. What do you think about uh, Framber Valdez? He pitched today, made his spring debut. Do
6: you honky hate in baseball, too?
3: No, I do not because I am not. Um, <laughs> however,
4: <laughs> God bless America. God bless America. We'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.